I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey all, we're back. Now we're going to continue talking about uh, small 22 target pistol. And then eventually we're going to move on to uh, concealed carry. Best holsters you can get and stuff like that. Ways of carrying. And uh, we'll check into that. Right now, as I said uh, last time, we're going to talk about the high standard supermatics. First, let's just talk about high standard firearms. Now they're an American manufacturer. They were based in Houston, they're based in Houston, Texas. Now, the company uh, was originally founded in Hamden, Connecticut in 1926 as a supplier to numerous firearms companies in the Connecticut Valley. In 1932, the company headed by Carl Gustav Swabelius uh, purchased the Hartford Arms and Equipment Company and began making 22 caliber pistols. During World War II, the company supplied 22 caliber pistols for basic pistol training and familiarization to the armed forces. At the request of the Office of Strategic Services Deputy Director for Research and Development, Stanley P. Lovell, the company also developed a uh, silent flashless pistol for the OSS agents behind enemy lines. The uh, example of the pistol can be seen at the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Presidential Library in Hyde Park, New York. Now we'll get on to that in just a few. Now, introduced in 1962, the high-standard uh, D-100 and later D-101 and the DM-101 are hammerless double-action derringers with a half-trigger guard and brake actions. These double-barreled derringers were chambered for 22 long rifle and 22 magnum and were available in blue, nickel, and gold-plated finishes. Uh, they were discontinued in 1984. In 1968, the company was acquired by the Leisure Group. A turbulent period followed due to the passage of the Gun Control Act in 1968. The company then relocated to East Hartford in 1976, and in 78, Clem Confessor, uh, the company president, led a management buyout of the high standard uh, company from Leisure Group. Now, in 1984, that was in December of 84, its assets were auctioned off. Gordon Elliott, who had been the uh, National Parts Distributor, purchased the 22 Target pistols, the Crusader line, and the high standard name and trademarks. In 1990, the American Derringer would obtain the rights to the high standard Derringer design. In the spring of 1993, High Standard of Houston, Texas acquired the company assets and trademarks as well as the 22 target pistols. These original assets were transferred from Connecticut to Houston, Texas in July of 93. The first shipments of uh, Houston's manufactured pistols began in March of 94. Now getting back to that uh, super duper secret pistol, the Office of Strategic Services uh, got them to make. Uh, it was a direct forerunner of the uh, today's CIA or Central Intelligence Agency. 
Now, William J. Donovan, nicknamed Wild Bill, headed up the organization at the request of President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1942. It began with 600 staffers and a $10 million budget, and the purpose of the OSS was to conduct clandestine uh, missions, act as spies, gather intelligence, perform sabotage, and amongst other things. Well, the, by the war's end, the OSS had approximately 13,000 staffers and a budget of $43 million. Now, when operating in places you're not supposed to be, stealth is uh, pretty important. You understand? You don't want anybody to hear your business. So this includes the guns that were used and are used. As a desire for a firearm that could be used in close quarters with very little sound when fired, uh, this came along. Now... Enter the high standard HDM, based on high standards HD target pistol. This 22 caliber handgun had a little something special. It was integrally suppressed. Not much done that way back then. Usually they screwed on a can. But anyway, in an effort to gain approval from the highest seat of power, which would be President of the United States, old wild Bill Donovan arranged a demonstration for the gun in front of FDR. Donovan strolls into the Oval Office while FDR was busy with a secretary, placed a sand trap on the floor, and fired ten rounds as fast as he could into it. He then walked over to uh, Roosevelt and handed him the pistol and explained what he'd just done. While the president was otherwise occupied, he says, uh, shit, you know. He said, not, you know, try, try and get away with some crap like that to these days. That's, that's <laughs> Son of a bitch, they sure did business different back then. Anyway, FDR was so impressed with the gun, uh, he just didn't know what to do, so he just kept it. And now it's put on display, at his, and he put it on display at his Hyde Park home in New York. Much to the dismay of Donovan, old uh, Wild Bill encountered similar issues uh, with the same gun and that was given to Admiral Nimitz. So, since photos of the Admiral and some of his kids were shooting a the gun, they all showed up in the local newspaper in 1944. That's not quite the kind of a kind of press you want to bring around when you got a classified firearm. So this semi-automatic pistol, integrally suppressed, was uh, uh, used by the the Secret Strategic Services (OSS) during World War II because of legal concerns during wartime. Full metal, full metal jacket, 22 long rifle were uh, developed for this pistol. It's found in the United States inventory still, and it's including that of the CIA, U.S. Marines, and Special Forces. Believe it or not, this weapon was also assigned and issued to the Lockheed U-2 pilots. While the HDM was an influential little gun, it's a firearm that is relatively forgotten by most people. Since it was such a big secret in the service, it's easy to overlook something like that. Anyway, the high-standard Supermatic pistols were amongst the best American-made 22 rimfires as evidenced in the, by the fact that they're, they're only been the only American-made pistols to win gold medals in the Olympic rapid-fire matches, first in 1952 and again in 1960. My own experience with, uh, with these was uh, at this pistol club that I visited down in South Florida, and uh, that was many years ago. And uh, I had both, a, I'd never known that they had an Olympic citation and a Supermatic. And uh, I got a chance to uh, shoot, shoot both of them. 
Fantastic guns, very accurate. The Olympic Citation was made chambered only in 22 shorts and featured a special fitted uh, barrel fitted with a movable sights and a muzzle brake to minimize muzzle flip. And uh, as I recall, the pistol had uh, the older style slant grip, kind of like a Luger in a way, which provided a greater grip angle and kept the uh, top of the shooter's wrist and hand flat in a flat alignment and enabling excellent instinctive grip. You just grab this point and shoot. It was really something. I, in fact, I actually got one. Anyway, it was a pistol that not only pointed instinctively, but one that remained uh, rock steady as it was fired, being making it the Olympic rapid fire match as easy as it can be made to be. The Supermatic was set up uh, for the ISSF standard pistol match um, with a bull barrel and regulation 1,000 gram trigger pull. Uh, this one had uh, the later Colt 1911 style grip. High Standards uh, original factory was in Hampton, Connecticut. Now this factory burnt down to the ground in the mid-70s, forcing them to move to Hartford. Uh, amongst collectors, the enthusiasts, the Hamden-made uh, pistols are the more highly prized and have a reputation for excellence in manufacture. And they're also high dollar, so uh, get out your pe checkbook if you're going to go after one. Anyway, the pre the, this, that being said, uh, high-standard pistols generally have a good reputation for build quality as pistols that are superbly accurate. Uh, tar tar these target pistols usually have a rear sight mounted, uh, a rear sight mounted on an extension piece mounted directly onto the frame, and not on the slide. This can be seen. Uh, you can see this in various diagrams, and uh, also they have a part number as 10942. And the reason for this was to ensure that the rear sight would not move during firing and would remain fixed in the relationship with the front sight. Models that have the rear sight mounted directly on a slide are subject to some lateral movement to the uh, determinant of uh, accuracy. Uh, the downside of this is that the slide is slightly more awkward to cycle. Uh, but on the target pistol, this is not the most important issue. Accuracy is. One interesting feature of these high snare pistols is that the barrel is made to be easily removable and these pistols were sometimes sold with interchangeable barrels so that they could be used for different pistol matches or for small game hunting or casual plinking. A barrel removal is as simply as depressing a button at the front of the frame just to allow the barrel just below the barrel. Commonly this button was fairly stubborn to depress so the best method was to pad the edge of a bench or a table with a piece of leather and then press the pistol down and the button and to apply the necessary pressure to make it release. There are three high standard Supermatic pistols coming up for sale in August by Rock Island Auction. Two of these are more sought after the Hamden, Connecticut and uh, the Connecticut made model. And uh, I hope they got some money. Anyway, high standard Supermatic pistols have an excellent and adjustable triggers uh, on many other models that have acquired a reputation for accuracy and dependability. dependability. Uh, if you have one at home, you might just want to dust it off and spend some time rediscovering it.
I'm moving right now, but I'm knocking wind today. 